<laughs> well, it looks like the portal works. Get this. Tonight, you're getting ready to listen to one of the best episodes you've ever heard. But that's not all. You probably realized what all these sounds were. I'm just working on a portal system. No big deal. Let me go ahead and start this thing up and get the show started for you. See you around. my dudes the big dog josh lampton you can catch me every friday on spotify google podcast itunes podomatic and more to come and don't forget you can catch the turnbuckle report every wednesday and scarecast on mondays stay classy Smith, what is going on with you? That's right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, that's right. Uh, you have the Leland Smith. The Leland Smith. That's a horrible intro. I am not known as over? Leland Smith. This I, is ridiculous. Start, start over. Start over. Ready? What is going on, my dudes? And tonight, I have the two dupity dupidest dudes together <laughs> one, one. anyways let's cut to who it is it mm-hmm. is the people's host from the turnbuckle report leland smith that's right please no applause but keep it coming no applause but keep, keep it coming it. thank you louder. louder that's right that's right the people's host of the one the only the greatest in wrestling podcast in the turnbuckle report i'm here tonight i'm loving it man how are you brother What's going on? Well, um, COVID-free for about uh, three months now. Nice. Actually, that's not fair. I never once contracted it. So I'm COVID-free, feeling good. But did you have contractions? I've had contractions for the last um, 25 years of my life. I've been slowly gaining masses, massive amounts of weight. And my stomach contracts. See, I have what called a little <laughs> bit of a weight problem. That's right. <laughs> Listen, we both have weight problems, but you know what? Weight is the least of my worries when Keanu Reeves is coming out to play the Matrix. Mm. And the, here's why mm. I'm actually slightly sli- okay. I, mean, I am actually slightly worried because the trailer for Bill and Ted. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah, it's all over Facebook right now. Or it's okay. all over social media. He's looking old. It's looking old, and you and well, I know, but I didn't notice it as much in John Wick because he's like he plays that like beat him up character, you know. So he always kind of looks rugged. But then when you take him away from that role and he still looks rugged, it pops in your head. You go, "Fuck, man!" This is like Bill and Ted. The problem is when he played that role, he was like what twenty twenty five at the oldest. Probably twenty five. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, we remember him as that age in in that role. So when you go back, it's like, oh shit, man! A time has not been good to Keanu Reeves at all. It's been great to his acting career, though. 
I okay. mean, Keanu Reeves is probably one of the most revered actors currently, and I'm so stoked for him to be in the MCU. So stoked for that. Remind me again what character he's playing. So here's the thing. It's kind of, yeah, I'm getting mixed signals, okay. Uh, I have a really good source that says he's going to be the main villain in Spider-Man, okay. But then we also have people saying that he might be Wolverine, and then we have some saying that he might be in Captain Marvel. No one really knows right now. Um, I was kind of. I would for like the Captain Surfer. Marvel role. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah, Silver Surfer. I'd like that. That way they can keep him going, keep him as an actual character. Because here's okay, here's the thing. You keep him, you make him a villain. I just I love him as a character so much that if you have him as a villain, he's going to be a one-off, and I I don't want Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves to be a one-off. I'm already worried about the MCU direction, so I feel like bringing in Keanu Reeves would help me. Man. Wouldn't you think that with the, the success of John Wick and how well he like you know put a resurgence into his career because of that that character, don't you think that I know it's Russell Talk, but don't you think having him in that babyface role where he's the hero, that's what the MCU would want? I mean, as a villain it doesn't work, but that John Wick like powerhouse character, it really seemed to work for him, even at this age. Exactly, and that's exactly why I want him in that Silver Surfer role. Because I feel like he'll start out as the villain, you know, working for Galactus. And then he'll figure it out, wait a minute, you know, I don't have to be this bad guy. And then he turns into, almost like Loki. Okay, so when Loki first came out, Mm. he was a bad guy. And then as the movies rolled on, he was kind of like mysterious a little bit. But then turned out to be the good guy that everybody loves. And to be honest with you, most movies that he's in, he's the favorite character. That's just the facts. Loki has a huge following. And I feel like Keanu Reeves as Silver Surfer would be the new Loki for the MCU direction. I would be down with that. I would enjoy that. Absolutely. I mean, when I was growing up, Keanu Reeves was, weirdly enough, like Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage. You look at both of these guys now, and it's kind of tough to see it. But when I was growing up, these were your action stars. And John Travolta, for that matter. (laughs) Look, they already tried to put him in a Marvel movie, and it just didn't turn out. (laughs) No. John Travolta's side. The Matrix stuff. (laughs) Okay. Don't you John put Travolta. John Travolta aside. No, no, no. He, he can grease slick his ass out of this conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listen. Listen. No, I'm playing Um <laughs> So here's the Matrix, though. Okay. Here's why it's kind of, kind of confusing for me, because how are you going to branch off that, you think? You were a Matrix guy. So I how, was, I mean, yeah. I have a good theory, but I kind of want to hear what you think, because you're more of a Matrix guy than I was, but I think I have a pretty good idea. Uh, here's the problem. I, I went to the theaters, uh, seven times to see the first Matrix. And I loved it. I loved the concept. Um, I enjoyed, enjoyed the movie thoroughly, but like the other two movies they made, I wasn't engaged at all. I could have cared less. So I felt like the Matrix... It was the classic uh, Hollywood thing. Like, the first movie got over so well that we have to make a sequel to make some more money off of this this thing here and milk it dry. And it kind of killed the <laughs> franchise for me. I think they should have kept it at one one movie. Um, I don't think there should ever have been a spinoff. You believe The Matrix should have just been a one-off then? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And honestly, it could have been. I mean, the way that the one was set up, you could have had it as just a one-off. Yeah, I didn't, I, all seven times, I didn't feel like when I was leaving the theater that I needed more. I mean, I know that sounds weird because I kept going back to watch it, but it was just, you got to understand, like at that time, I was in high school when this movie came out, 
And at that time, that we had never seen that that kind of movie before. Like it was right. so. Uh, it was revolutionary and, first time, one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So you just couldn't get enough of it. But the story had a beginning and a middle and an end, and I just didn't think they needed to go any further. I, of course, I went you know and saw the second one. And I'm like, uh, okay. But as you know, big dog. I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. I know that sounds weird because I'm, I'm a Star yeah. Wars nerd and everything, but I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. So they went right. so nerdy sci-fi in that second one that they completely lost me for the franchise. You know, when you make... Okay, so they're getting ready to make another one, and they're talking about making two more. So there's a possibility of six movies. Okay. Ugh. When you... when you I know, but hear me out on this. You have two directions you could do when you do that. You can either destroy a franchise like Terminator. Okay. You could have mm-hmm. it just set up to where the movies are solid and then you completely destroy it and run it into the ground. Or you could pick it up and make it better like the Fast and Furious franchise. And I get hate for saying that. You know, people like the Fast and Furious they just have 95 movies and they're just so stupid. You're like, you're stupid mm-hmm. because the first one was awesome just like The Matrix. But the yeah. follow up to kind of ruined the series a little bit, correct? Mm-hmm. Get this though. Yeah, same thing. When it the lost fourth me too. one, exactly. And so when the when the fourth Fast and Furious came out, I was like revolutionary for Fast and Furious because it was a completely different style movie. So my theory on what they need to do to make this all right, and I, I know that probably no one that's higher up because this movie is probably already fully developed. But here's how I believe this movie would turn out great. The only way it'll work. They start it up, and when you end up finding out is that the Matrix is just an individual program. Like, there was multiple Matrixes, okay? So, mm-hmm. like, like, for instance, it's actually almost like Inception, okay? So you believe you're getting ready to go into this program that's an alternate reality, but in reality, you're already in the program, but you don't realize it. And that's what the Matrix was. The Matrix was essentially Inception. It was a, it was a mm-hmm. world inside of a world to see how someone would react if they understood the reality, which was the Matrix. Now, if they take that and branch it off to where there's different versions, like you have like a, one called the Matrix, one called like the Atrix, you know, whatever, some stupid. It, it wouldn't yeah. be that dumb, hopefully. Yeah. But along those lines, and you make make that out, and then the person that's behind it all is Mr. Smith. He's yeah. the person that developed it all. It would tie all of it in, and it would make it to where it would almost be... I don't know. It would it would give a whole new aspect that they wouldn't have to be writing the coattails of the first movie into the second movie into the third movie. This would be a way for them to completely branch off. And then what would be cool is that you would have Neo as the chosen one. Well, he's the chosen one of the Matrix. So then he'd be able to meet the chosen one of the other realities to see how what all they did. And that could be the whole basis of the story. And I think that would be the only way for them to branch off. I am following you. Um, I don't disagree, but you know, as you're talking, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking through some things here and just just kind of seeing what the World Wide Web has to offer. Um, interestingly enough, it looks like here that the original Matrix is based off of a William Gibson genre transforming 1984 novel called New Romance. New Romancer, a okay. storybook centers on Case, a cowboy who jacks into cyberspace to perform all sorts of espionage, theft, and other cyberpunky stuff. Did you catch that at all when you watched the movie? I mean, 
your theory makes sense because of where they went with the movie. But if we base it off its original origin, then that could be turned right. into almost an episodic thing. Well, what would be great about that is if when he went into another, when he comes out of the Matrix fully, mm-hmm. and then he sees what other people did, it would be cool to play uh, like a homage to that. And you have one world that they were like cowboys, and they were like robbing banks and stuff. You know what I mean? So I'd be would, down with that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool if that was the aspect. Um, that's kind of what I would like to see. There's not much out on it yet. Um, I, I post pretty much everything that I, I find on it. You could go to the page. I do have some updates on that, but I don't know. Can I just say I that the, the thing with The Matrix that that I enjoyed was that it was groundbreaking on how they did the film. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say I was really connected with the story. And, and that's probably where I had the disconnect with the sequels and, you know, the two and three sequels there. Um, it, what could they do? What could they do with new technology, modern technology to make that new? Because you, you kind of have to do that, right? If you're going to make the resurgence, resurgence of the Matrix, you kind of have to do something groundbreaking on that movie to capture you. Uh, the new fan base, my kids, the way that uh, the first Matrix captured me. If they did that, I mean, what would they do? They'd have to go overboard. They'd have to almost um, exaggerate the epicness of the explosions. And because the first movie was kind of like handguns and shit, okay? Handguns and like waves, you know what I mean? It wasn't Mm -hmm. too much crazy explosion buildings falling down, you you know what I mean? So if they were to branch off that and almost make it like, uh, that's what I can explain, it's almost like a Transformers movie. You know, without having the transformers, but they would like have that to. much, ex- that much explosions and shit. You don't. You would have to because that's the way the action movies went. When the Matrix came out, it was revolutionary because it was like the most advanced action movie we'd ever seen. He's bending over halfway, and the bullets are going slow motion by him. No one had done that shit yet. Like that. That's what people don't realize is that all these movies mimic that movie. The Matrix was a revolutionary movie for action films, and I think was the one that broke ground for where we're at today. So for them to be relevant in today because the standards now that'd be like a low-key kind of a lame action movie honestly yeah yeah it would i be. mean it, even if, if if you pay homage to like the first uh like I don't, i'm trying to think like if you if you go all the way back like for instance the very first rambo okay use that as an example there was like one rocket launcher kind of like some flames and shit just normal mm-hmm. normal bullets Okay, you watch the the newest Rambo. The fuck the fields blowing up, rocket launchers, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're gonna yeah. have to amp it up, and then for it to make sense, you're kind of probably gonna have to go with a bit of a futuristic aspect, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they cast Dave Batista. That's the only way to do it because he's the best wrestler. <laughs> in the world. So clearly, he's the best actor in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Actually, he could be in the movie, but if he doesn't move, you'll never see him. You know what? And I'm not trying to segue too hard onto wrestling here, but Dave Batista, I could easily see him, even more than John Cena, turn into the next uh, Rock almost with the with how big he is in film. I don't know if he could pull the serious roles, but these action roles, it it's kind of shocks me that he's not just getting hit up one after another with these action roles. I think the reason for that is because I would totally agree with you on that. The only difference is that he doesn't have the charisma of The Rock. Okay, he has the big brute character. So, like, where The Rock can play a serious character, the jokey character, and the badass character, 
Batista yeah. falls apart in the jokey role because all the joke movies that he's kind of been rolled in are kind of forced. They always feel like he's forcing the jokes. Okay. Whereas The Rock is so yeah. much natural because he just naturally flows. Uh, as far as the action roles goes, he does great. I mean, look at him. He's he's the he's built for it. His physique is an action film mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Uh, and as a serious role goes, I, with your only roles being like kitty jokey movies and Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I couldn't take him in a serious role. Um, but as far as he's John a Cena Stallone, goes, though. He, I see him more as a Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is funny. Yeah, but I mean, he's not like the funny, funny guy. He's like the action film guy that cracks cracks jokes. But I look at Stallone as Stallone's Rocky. He was never funny in any of these movies, Rambo, Rocky, any of them. I I can see Batista doing that. Am I just marking out way too much for for a wrestler? No, it's not that you're marking out too much because you probably thought Guardians of the Galaxy, so clearly you thought of Batista, and you know I'm the biggest Batista fan in the world, so it only makes sense. But what doesn't make sense? It, oh, you know what that sound is? Da 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 da. Yes, I do. Da 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 da. It's time for a dogcast short. But get this. Mm. Today, since we're talking about the Matrix, I figured what appropriate to ask you a question than a red pill, blue pill question, my friend. Oh, I'm shit. talking red pill, blue pill, my friend. I'm talking, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to take it up. I'm going to bed in the night, I'm going to take a down up. <laughs> when I wake up, I take a red pill, but when I go to bed, I take the blue pill, you know what I'm saying? Ayo! Get this. Here's your question. Red pill, blue pill. Red pill is, you could go back in time and become any professional wrestler you want. Or, <laughs> the other pill, I forgot what color I said. You're, you're gonna have to go. <laughs> so the opposite color of what I just said. Um, your question is: Would you rather <laughs> right, stay? John Malkovich. <laughs> would you rather be where you're at currently, but be the owner of a wrestling company of your choice, or be head of creative? Either way, would you rather go back in time and be a wrestler or be creative? Oh. <sighs> I would want to be creative. Really? Yes. You wouldn't even want to go back and be the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, or Ric Flair for a day. Um, no, because as, as I mean, as you kind of know with the Turnbuckle Report, I really enjoy the scripting. I enjoy the writing. I, I enjoy coming up with angles, um, really dissecting those things. Um, you know, as much as I would, you know, I would want to be Jr. There you go. I would want to be Jim Ross. I would want his career. Wow. You want to go back and yeah. and be good old JR. By God, somebody stop the match. Somebody stop I the would. match. I would. Because JR put over more wrestling talent than any other wrestling talent could have put themselves over. That's respectable. I get that. If you don't have JR, you don't have the history of wrestling. I mean, was it like 1970? 273 74 something like that is when he gets in the business and he literally goes from mid-south uh wcw wwf back to mid-south or i'm sorry back to wcw and then finishes out a 23-year career with the wwf and now he's with aew the guy has seen everything he's been around everything and he's he's respected that's what i would want the wrestling world is so cynical and, and you know that it's so cynical 
um, that there's one person that everybody loves, respects, and adores, and it's because he tells the truth, he's honest with everybody, is JR. He's been in the front office, he's been in creative, uh, he's the voice of wrestling. I, I would want to be, I'd want to be JR. Uh, if you go back in time to be one of the wrestlers, maybe it wouldn't be as cool. Maybe you'd fade out, you know? So, well, and look at these guys. They have, they have, they have chopped up bodies. They look great, but inside they're a mess. They are a mess. I mean, you know, they, they, unfortunately, a lot of them die very early. Um, yep. You know, we're, we're now, and I know you're digging it, but watching the last ride on the network with, uh, you know, it's chronicling The Undertaker in his last last days in the ring. Um, these guys are just tore up from the floor up, man. Yep. And I don't really, I wouldn't really want to live that, you know? I'd want to be, I I, want to be in the wrestling world, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be beat up at 55 years old. No, me neither. And a lot of them die early. That's Unfortunately, all. yeah. Yep. So I figured it only makes sense for the Dogcast profile for mm. me to intertwine wrestling and intertwine the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It only makes oh. sense, right? It only makes sense. Yes, the answer is Dave Bautista. You, <laughs> dang it. You have currently the best time of 47 seconds of guessing who I'm talking about. Do you, I know, are you ready that to was Star Wars too. Your own time? I was pretty hot about that. Do you think you could beat your own time? Well, I'm not going to sit here and say I can't. Well, let's try it. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Let's do it. Ready? We're going to start in three, two. Actually, someone else takes it away. First clue is, this is a wrestler that also played in a Marvel movie. Dave Bautista. No. This wrestler played in the movie by Marvel, but it was before the MCU. Hint. This wrestler is in two factions that I know you really enjoy in his time in wrestling. Hulk Hogan. No. This wrestler is known for being one of the best of all time. Hint. This wrestler is kind of a king among his foes. Triple H? It is! Triple H and you did it at 48 seconds! Boom! Boom! Triple oh, H. I didn't beat my record? No, oh. you lost by one second, but get this. It was tri- Triple H and... It was in Blade 3. He was in Blade That's Trinity, right. remember? He was the he villain. He was in Blade. Yep, yes. yep. Yes, yes. Dude, 48 seconds. Either way, you have the first spot and the second spot on the timer. That means that Watch whoever's this. listening to this show. Okay. Oh, oh my God. That's Are me you brushing Dustin? my shoulder. Dustin. I took the dirt. Oh, dirt on my shoulder. You got a kick. Mm. That dirt on my shoulder. Listen. If you haven't profiles, I feel bad for you, son. I got two greatest times. <laughs> I'm talking the one. <laughs> I got number two and one. Hit me. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. But you know what's not stupid? This podcast. Stay classy.